Utah jazz hat. I'm the biggest He's, Utah van jazz, jazz jazz fan you've ever known. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell yeah, got traded. Like Are you fucking kidding me? Traded <laughs> away the best player. Man, I, I'm a little jealous to be honest. If I, that's one thing that I think will be really cool about living in a a big bigger city is going to professional sports games. It's that fun, huh? is neat, and I, that makes me a little bit jealous. But we do have college, which is pretty good. Yeah. yeah, we were talking about buying season tickets, maybe. Oh God! Why not? Why wouldn't you? <laughs> Why Lord! Why wouldn't you? It's fun well, to do- go to a game. The amount of dollars things cost it prohibits many people from doing things, except for poor people concerns. Yeah. <laughs> Which is how, how much are jazz season tickets? So for one ticket uh, in the upper deck for ev- you know every game, yeah. I think is like fifteen hundred bucks. That's 82 games. I mean, that's... It's not outrageous. Well... But it's like, are you going to go to that many... No, it's only about, half. It's only oh, half. half. Sorry, yeah, I, mean, four, sorry. I mean 41, 41, 41 yeah. games. Yeah. For so, every home game. Yeah. I mean, that's and a lot. Lunsford was talking about also coming here to Seattle for the Braves uh, stint next in a couple weeks when they come. And then also... Lunsford's ready to do skiing this year. And that's expensive, too. You're getting season passes for skiing? Uh, of course. Those cost like seven hundred dollars a piece. Uh, they're like, yeah, the kids are like five hundred, and the adults are like, yeah, seven or eight hundred. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> going to be expensive what, lifestyle. It, what is the problem? That's not even the equipment. That's I'm just happy, ticket. I'm happy for you. We I know, gotta, but it's just going to be like your Peloton. <laughs> I mean, you're no, going to go like three times, and then no, you, like you'll go. Well, you, it's fun. Okay, you don't like skiing. <laughs> I I do like skiing. Buying the season pass does make you have to get makes you want to go. Maybe it'll like make you, you go. It, it, it made me. It Maybe makes it'll me make go. you go, but I don't think stuff works like that for Lunsford. It makes him. But do y'all no, have I all? When he, I think he likes saying, I, "I have a ski pass more than using the ski pass." I, I mean, right? I you're not way off on evaluating <laughs> me. That's for sure. I'm not gonna. I will not. I, will I not mean, having me. a ski pass is cool to say and have, and you can uh, go when you want. I guess it's cool to say to y'all. I don't think anybody, it's not a status thing here. No, but I, that's what I'm saying. If you right. didn't have one, you would feel less like, status, I think. I think well, you'd feel like a fool if you didn't have one where, you're, if, where you live. If I didn't have one, I think I would never go skiing. Yeah. Because you'd be like, oh, what, $250 to go one time? For one time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. that seems crazy. Now, do you have all the gear and stuff, or do you have to rent? Are you going to buy it? I don't know. So we have all the uh, clothing and stuff for the kids because yeah. the Kimballs just have so much from all their kids growing That's up. That's cool. So they yeah. gave us a bunch. And then so skis and stuff like that. I don't know. Maybe we'd rent them for the kids yeah. just to make sure, you know. Right. How about uh, golf membership? You thinking golf membership? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not thinking about joining the country club anytime soon. 
that's uh skiing and golf are the two uh yeah. ones that you just really set people you know th- maybe those are the old i don't know if those are on the way out or whatever but they look more and more and more like you know just rich people old yeah. world stuff you know? but, and you, you haven't know, made any like other but surely you haven't made any other bigger purchases recently that so you can you have some money for it right you haven't made any other well, purchases i can't like live just, my life can i not live no, my i'm life? just asking well, we did you make we got, we got a car you know you, know we you got did, a car. You you know did we just a buy car. a car but yeah we, i had a car you need, people need cars people need cars it's true what do you think i live, live got a subway what car did you <laughs> take <buy>? me <laughs> take me to starbucks it's a subaru ascent Nice. Wow! So it's a got new three, one? a three. No, it's a used one. It had eighty thousand miles. Oh, nice! Wow! Okay. That sounds like a responsible decision. Yeah, we didn't buy, it, but it's got three rows. It's safe for the snow. Wow! And, uh, I feel like I did the right thing for my family. Subarus are made with love, I believe also. it. So. And the Japanese, I love Japan. You do love yeah. the Japanese. Well, <laughs> so judge just for existing. Well, that's just even, how Toby I can't makes go to the, deal. I can't go to the grocery store. I'm, I'm, I didn't realize you. You know, I'm just, I'm just asking about my friend. But you thought about like a sixty thousand dollar car? <laughs> no, certainly not. I'm now, sure. Dave, I'm sure Dave it was only Powell, like twenty. Dave it's Powell probably like twenty something thousand dollars, right? Yes, it's a regular. Price yeah, that's not too bad. Yeah. What Dave buy? Dave bought a. Bra- <laughs> You know, because whatever Dave buys, he and his family are going to take really good care of it, keep it clean. You know, um, <laughs> they bu- they got a brand new suburban because you know brand you new, new car. You know, you would, I mean, it was a while back, like a year, or two years ago. I didn't know it was, it was like brand new. Yeah, they got well. I mean, it was, it was yeah, it was something like new, brand yeah. new. It, it wow. had, le- I mean, it had under yeah. twenty thousand miles. I mean, I don't know if it was yeah. brand new, yeah. brand new off the lot, but it was uh, n- no yeah, miles. I, I saw it when suburban. I was at his house picking them up. It doesn't look brand new anymore. No, <laughs> it does not look like it's got as look. many Cheetos and goldfish in it as and dirty diapers as anything you've ever seen. Dirty <laughs> One time I was helping Dave move. True story. Helping him move a couch that I was kind of afraid to touch. And when we did pick it up and lift it and we're carrying it, a, dirt, a dirty diaper fell out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when we stayed, me and Toby stayed at Dave's. Now, I give him a little credit. It was a rental house. Yeah. Okay. So that in itself, you know, people don't always take as good care. But it was it was pretty dirty. I mean, Dave won't listen to this podcast, I don't think. But. You guaranteed he won't. That's why it, you can speak freely. It yeah. was. Somebody will tell him. Pretty dirty. I mean. But we would tell him too, and he knows that. And what the funny thing, and maybe yeah. we've even told this on the podcast before, we were gone all day, like like twelve to fourteen hours shooting yeah. whatever thing we shot that day, like the album special. And his kids were somewhere with Laura, uh, but he has a dog and a rabbit and some something else in his house. <laughs> yeah. And and about ten, eight hours into the day, Dave goes, "Oh shit, I." My dog hasn't been out all like all since day. maybe six AM or seven AM. And so we're like, Well, do you need to go home? Or like, you know, whatever. He's like, Well, he'll probably be okay, I guess. And he gets home in the basement there is a giant pile of shit in the basement. I mean, I mean the biggest human size. And the dog just, dog looked sad, you know, dog was embarrassed. It was like it almost felt like he probably made it ten hours. <laughs> 
Like he really tried. He had to go like for, and the dog was trying to do as good as he could and stuff. And then when he got to hour 10, he's like, I just don't, I can't. So he went all the way in the basement, right at the door. He would go out. He, like, he must've been waiting at the door as anything can happen. And he just had to shit everywhere. And do it was you think huge. he thought that to Dave, you think he, he like lost respect for Dave? He's like, I did my best. This is kind of your yeah. fault. Yeah, yeah. It, of course. It's this not his fault. <laughs> and you got to be careful with stuff like that, though. That, that's what I'm saying. Like puppies, like when our, when, with our dogs, you got to get them outside or they'll just always pee and poop in your house all the time. They just do you think that an animal like a dog is capable of harboring resentment? Yeah, because they 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 do recognize you and lo- like when I came back, I was gone for almost three weeks, and when I came back, Norm, my dog, almost sounded like he was crying, like he was going, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> so I mean, he feels love or or whatever it is, loyalty, whatever that is to me, he feels that. So I think they must can remember, like if it was somebody that was mean, they would. They would remember them and not go near them or something, you know. Oh yeah, it. yeah, yeah. They, they. I guess I'm trying to work it out, but I, basically, they don't have language, so they don't have, and they don't have like future and past thoughts so much. So it's not like they ruminate on it, but they do probably attach a le- a level of like feeling to each person. And it's kind of weird because, like you know, like sometimes when a kid gets left somewhere and then their parents come back, the kid cries when they see the parents. I think that's probably kind of what is similar there. It's like they weren't processing it moment to moment, but when they saw him again, it somehow realized that absence had been there for so long or something. I don't really know how it, it, yeah. it works, but there's something really weird. I've seen it with a lot with kids where when the parent gets back, they cry because then they realize the parent had left them mm-hmm. for a period of time or something like that. Yes. Isn't that weird? Yes, that is strange. It must all they come can't to be a head thinking about it, you know. Yeah. They don't think about it. Like, they'll scream when the parent leaves until they move on or forget. And then when the parent comes back, they'll be angry. Like, like they'll they be trying rem- to show. They remember their anger. That Yeah, somehow, yeah. Exactly. Um, have y'all heard, I mean, I'm sure y'all have, but the worst, the saddest videos probably that I've ever seen are the ones where the dogs are at the owner's graves. Oh, <laughs> have you God. seen those? Yes. And they're going like... <laughs> I mean, the I dogs are like crying, like real. Cry- yeah. it's insane. I just so. Do you like, think your dog thought you were dead, and then you actually did come back, Toby? Like, because as far as he was concerned, you were gone, and then it's like, wait, you're you're alive, yeah. you're alive. <laughs> yeah, he thought I was dead, <laughs> but he previously thought you were dead. Then maybe yeah. a kid thinks that when his mom is gone for ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. I guess mom's dead. <laughs> she died. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way moms think. Because they don't, you know, the moms that right. won't leave their kids until they're seven or still, right. yeah. you know what I mean? Like that's, uh, that must be how they, they, moms must think that way sometimes. Like they don't want their kid to ever think they're not there. Is that probably driving it? Probably, probably. on some level. Cause some moms have no problem leaving them right away <laughs> and some won't do it right. for years. Well, that's probably true because kids, it probably takes a while for a kid to understand that every time you leave, you are actually coming back. You know what I mean? They have to understand the process of like them leaving. Mm-hmm. They just know you're there when you're there. Hey, mm-hmm. this is my mom. This is my dad. And then you're gone. You're like, wait a second. Are they gone? But well, they don't you know have I mean? very advanced thoughts during that. I mean, they, they don't even at some point even have object permanence where like, they don't even know that stuff. If they're not seeing it, it's not there. Like, 
Right. You know what I mean? Like that. It, so all those comes in different stages, I guess, for whatever age. But at some level, they are feeling some law absence of something because you know they're feeling some absence of something at some point. But it's probably yeah. better to practice it over time than, than what not. Would, what would y'all say is your favorite? Okay, I know we haven't gotten too far into the we haven't gotten into the teen years quite yet. Toby's quite right. What would you say your favorite age is of a kid? Let's say zero to 12, where Toby's at. What's your favorite yeah. age? My favorite right. age is our zero to our Yours is 72. <laughs> Yours is totally newborn. <laughs> well, I, 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 there's something about it. I mean, there's something about it. I mean, that's yeah. like, uh, it feels like the most special, valuable thing on earth to me. Like, if I see another baby and I get to see it before it's two weeks old, I feel like I got something special. Yeah. Like just to, you know, that to me, that window is the most, it's the most magic, it's the most magical thing. It's yeah. not necessarily like my favorite age to play with or, or anything, right. but something right. about newborns. Right. I didn't, and I had no idea until I had kids that that, I didn't ever, I didn't know that. And then once I saw it, then I can see it in, you know, any newborn, but it was new to me that value when I had a newborn that was like, whoa, this is like, you know, just the, I think it's just the conceptual understanding of that newness is, or I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but right. it feels special. What about my you, favorite Lizzie? is probably, oh, yeah, oh go ahead. I was going to say my favorite, I really loved like five to seven years old, like that. They just goofy and their kids and, or, you know, maybe even four where they're in preschool or something, you know, like yeah. that. Around that time, they're goofy, and they're like, I just remember all my kids would just say the funniest stuff, and it was always adorable, and they were so sweet, and they were still, they were smaller, but but bigger than the baby, but smaller than like a real kid in a way, you know, or something, you know, like now they're feel like they're all just real kid giants, just they're sweating and getting older <laughs> and just gross. Mean. They're mean. They're mean as hell. Meaner. I mean, they don't listen. You say, do this, and they go, why? And then you go... Do not ask that question. And then they stomp off like, fine. I'm like, shit. <laughs> like, what's happening? I mean, we we were hanging out, having a good time. We, we, we've been trying to go on bike rides with our kids, and they just can't even hardly do it. They just it's they just are weak, and they can't <laughs> do anything. It's and still like, sweating, but not even sweating. getting anything done. Right. And, it's, and then they, they do the, you know where I live in Champaign, right? It's not known for its heels. If there's any incline, they immediately get off and start walking and pushing the bike. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, I say, get back on the bike. Get back on there. You're going to pedal. I said, this is not a hill. I grew up where the hills are. This ain't no hill. They go, That's funny. Ugh. We I go probably, back. I probably agree with you. Like, I think I was going to say four. Like, yeah. there's a tough phase from, like, from my kids. It was like three and a half to four and a half-ish. Yeah. Where they were. It was, t it was kind of tough that, you know, they're just, that's to me was the hardest. So now right. Remy's kind of to the age, he's kind of getting past that where it's a little bit easy, a little bit more fun and easy. So I'd say probably four or five, like you said, they're a little bit, they're a little bit goofier. They just still kids and they just want to hang out with you all the time yeah. and they kind of cuddle, which I is cool. And so, but yeah, once like river is seven and a half and I still enjoy it, but it's getting closer to your kids to where it's like. He just kind of wants to play video games. He doesn't mm -hmm. really care as much. So it's kind of like, oh, yeah. I mean, I want to, I have to make him do stuff with me sometimes. You know what yeah. I mean? 
So, but I don't mind. Carolina's almost 11. She's, I don't know if it's a girl thing or what, but she's not really reached the mean point yet, but I think it's coming. We'll see. Luncer, do you actually like, like your kids or love them? <laughs> <laughs> Who's your favorite? You do have, do you, do you have a favorite? No, not a favorite. Well, just by Hank, Hank is the most fun right now for sure. Cause he's that four to five. He's five. Yeah. So just very fun and funny and says funny shit. Told me, he said today he didn't like my face. Because <laughs> I was Cosmo goofing around. Told me, I hate you today. So. <laughs> yeah, I heard those he, before. He learned I've how heard to, that. You know. I've heard that a lot from Buddy. <laughs> Buddy is, hates us. Says he's going to call the cops. <laughs> Lord. He threatens to call the cops. Yeah. Someone needs to tell him about Child Protective Services so he can up that threat. A I know. Because that would actually know work. that threat, though? Man, how does he know that threat? He's cops always, don't do anything. You call CPS. No. He's always been very, like, I'm a, I'm a little, it'll, it'll either go bad or good, but he's very in tune with, like, violence and, like, morbid type stuff. Like, <laughs> like, for it, I'll you give mean? you an example. Well, I'll give you an example. Uh, when they were younger, like Dark Knight was on TV or something like that. And Magnolia yeah. saw it for two minutes in the beginning on the TV, terrified, couldn't be more scared of anything like that. Wouldn't stop asking me about guns and why is there <laughs> guns and are there guns here? And is yeah. somebody going to come to our house with a gun? And Buddy just absolutely loved it. Like, and maybe that's a, a boy thing, but not scared at all. We'll watch super fucked up stuff like that, violent stuff, and it not. Yeah, my girls watch it, you know, stuff that doesn't phase them. Yeah, Yeah. buddy's buddy's the uh, person who recommended Human Centipede to me. (laughs) (laughs) Georgia keeps wanting to watch Joker, but oh, (laughs) that's a little dark. My kids want to watch it too. She doesn't know what it is, but like that's over the line. But Stranger (laughs) Things, we we rock as a full family, you know. Yeah, we We, watched Maverick started doing it. Oh, as a yeah. family? Yeah. What did your kids think? They thought it was cool, I think. They had a lot of questions. They're like, yeah. well, who is this guy? Why is he, you, yeah. know, you know, about Tom Cruise? Which is funny. Right. Because I'm like, wow, he's he's everything. Like, he's, he's drawn, drawn to him. Yeah, everything in the whole world. And they were like, well, yeah, what's going on? I mean, I guess Why? I was their age when the first one came out. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. yeah. I was. I mean, I was probably Magnolia's age when the first one came out. Yeah, it came out in 88, right? Or 87? Yeah, so I was like eight or nine, um, but that's insane. Uh, that he's still around, you know what I mean? And like, and looks that we're talking amazing. About it, yeah. I do too. Just looks. But I mean, I mean, he looks so good. I've been thinking about watching it with my kids too. Maybe I will do that. I'm not. I've sure, been hearing but. a few more negative things about him. Recently. No, like what? Oh, like what? That's the okay. Oh I saw that's that media. I know. The I, liberal I, media, I, I bet. I didn't believe it. I didn't buy it. But I think Brad Pitt what? and maybe another actor or two said they w- won't work with Tom Cruise. I, I read that about the interview with the vampire thing. Yeah. You didn't like him or something. It said it's just they don't, it doesn't mesh. Now, I'm not, it could be Brad Pitt too. I'm not saying. Well, that's like saying LeBron and whoever. Yeah, I mean, that, it's that, just that like right. yeah. that's two high end superstars. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like a clash at some other. But, there, level. but it Brad wasn't, Pitt has a picture on a magazine that looks really stupid right now. Yeah. Oh, by I, the way, did you see that picture? Is he looks the, fa- he looks plastic surgery face and he's laying in like a tub really? of water with flowers. It's it. just creepy <laughs> looking or whatever. He's in a weird middle age phase right now. 
he's kind of acting out a little bit in interviews. You can kind of tell he's mm-hmm. trying to be a little something. He's <laughs> coming out but, of his shell. Yeah. So wonder, yeah, I'm putting what, him on watch. Tom Cruise's green light all the way. Brad Pitt's on watch. <laughs> wow. That's, that's pretty that's cool. That's my, and I'm, I, I, I yeah. used to would have thought very differently, but that's where I am at this time. So do you think it's because you know Tom Cruise is just fucked up for sure? You know he's fucked up for I sure, don't know and yet he, he is fucked and up. Yeah, he pers- sure. so you don't even know for sure. I don't. I can't find it. That's what I'm saying. If the worst thing about anybody can say about him is what Devin just said, well, yeah. what am I supposed to say bad? Because you know what I mean. Like, uh, what if I was? What if I was softening on Scientology as well? <laughs> then what? <laughs> Scientology, not so bad. You're right. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying, what if it's not so bad? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> right, because Christianity's good, right? Like, it's good. Also well, bad. Christianity has done exponentially more gross harm. Like, but I'm just saying, how do we weigh such things? Harm what? revenue? I'm just saying, what if part of what makes top... First of all, I don't know if he's doing anything bad, bad. Does anybody even say he does anything bad, bad? Like evil things? Just hurt people? What, who does he hurt is what I'm asking. Who? Tom he Cruise? Only, he only yes. Who does Tom Cruise, Cruise hurt? Who are the people that say Tom Cruise, like a, a former assistant? I'm just asking. I'm yeah, not saying. No. I mean, I hurt people in my life. I'm, everybody hurts yeah. people in their life. And the bigger you are, so I'm sure he has some failed. I don't know. But I'm Katie just saying, are there, is, what, what is it? What's yeah. bad? Who says anything actually bad about Tom Cruise? What is it? He's Katie mean Holmes on set. He's weird one. on set. I mean, is other she's than probably, he's weird, he's, he's probably controlling. Yeah, you know, just controlling, and, and, maybe. and just he's going to make the thing go the way he wants. Probably no matter what. But that's what's so. But crazy. I mean, he's not it, killing or raping it, or racisting or anything like that. I thought him and Brad Pitt in Interview with a Vampire were amazing. There's yeah. no controversy. Oh, yeah, that no. was awesome. They were awesome. I mean, they were so good. You're but right. What I'm if looking- I'm saying about Scientology? What yeah. if? I'm saying, assuming there's not some, I mean, th- maybe they actually eat children somewhere or something. I don't know. I just don't know if there's something that's truly dark that I don't know about. I'm just saying from the zoomed out point of view, and I know, I believe Scientology's done an incredible amount of harm yeah. to many, many people. So yeah. let me be very clear about that. Like Christianity and Catholic, evangelicalism and Catholicism and Scientology and all that. But Scientology particularly seems really bad in the scam, the pyramid scheme, taking people's money, the low levels. But I'm saying from Tom Cruise's point of view, what if that whole system is um, necessary? Like just as a weird, crazy, big belief system that has stuff in it actually is important or he would like, is it that actually part? If he didn't have that, he wouldn't even better do what he does. Is it related or unrelated? At, to his actual ability and uh, worldview. Is his mm-hmm. worldview not part of his ability? Might be. <laughs> <laughs> Does that, did that you, answer your you question? Nailed, yeah. Yeah. I I nailed, you nailed it. it. Nailed, yeah. nailed it. So maybe, I, huh? Okay. I'm looking at this picture of him on the cover of GQ magazine, and it is creepy. creepy. Now, it's That's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, Brad Pitt. It's supposed to be. But um, what I was going to say, the reason why it made me think, as? I'm looking at a picture now of Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise yeah. side by side currently, and I think Tom Cruise is the more handsome man now. 
I think yeah, I, I'm not. I, sure. I've always thought Brad Pitt was the best. I'm telling you. I'm well, just saying. Both of them have had weird. work done. But this no, 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 no. It's, it's, it's to be artistic. Different. It's a di- not not the this cover. I'm saying I was looking at another picture where wow. it just showed normal Brad Pitt with uh, current uh, Tom Cruise, and I'm telling you, if I could show it to you, I, I won't. Uh, I'm I mean, gonna have to disagree on that one. I, but I don't see it. I don't. I don't think that's far fetched. Let's see here. If a woman said I prefer Tom over Brad, I wouldn't say. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say dumb you're, bitch. you're an idiot. I'd say, well, I could see it for some, but all right, I'm I'm texting y'all this picture right now. Okay. You got to look at it because I'm telling you, I'm just saying Tom Cruise has had obviously had some work done, like filler. I mean, he looks unreal. Like I mean, but but so so does uh, Brad Pitt a little bit. I mean, Brad Pitt must have had some. Decent work I'm done. I'm sure too. he's had a little something. All right, look at this side by side. I'm just, I'm saying, Brad Pitt's beautiful, handsome man. Beautiful, he's awesome. But I'm saying, Tom Cruise right now looks pretty good compared to. He looks younger, but Brad Pitt's going to Robert Redford mode. Yeah, yeah. he's right. But yeah. but Tom Cruise is still holding it down. <laughs> you know, what he's I'm still saying? holding it down. Yeah, that's the I mean, difference. That's Tom Cruise is. I, I wonder what it looks like in real life. I'm sure you know on. On the big screen, they are wearing. I, I even heard right. that they do the uh, CGI stuff to their face now. Yeah. I think they. I, that, oh, I heard that sure. they did. I heard they did that in Maverick for him. Uh, sure. so, yeah. so maybe if you saw him in real life, you'd be like, "Holy shit, this dude's old as fuck." But I don't think I don't know. There was that weird picture where he's at a baseball game. His face was huge. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what was that? Is that an I angle must- or? I think it's some kind of filler thing that must have happens in one, you know, and it goes back down a little bit or something, or he had a reaction to something. I don't know. It seems like he wouldn't go out in public, though, because he's got to know he's going to get on the Jumbotron or whatever. Yeah, I know. Maybe he didn't think it was as bad as it was. I don't know, but he looks pretty great to me. I mean, I've always been Brad Pitt's the handsomest, but Hmm. Brad Pitt's now starting to look more like Benicio Del Toro. That's all I think about when I see Brad Pitt. A little bit bit more of a Caucasian version. I, I guess. I mean, what? And once upon a time, though, he was just like he looked he so was, cool. He was so I agree. fine. So I fine. agree. <laughs> I'm saying that's in a movie. Okay, I'm just yeah. saying in real life, side by side, which this kind of looks yeah. like, and that picture I just sent y'all. You, I mean, they're both very good looking. Sure. What, good looking. I think Brad is a lot taller, right? Oh Probably yeah, so. Tom Cruise yeah, is like Tom is isn't short. Tom Cruise like five seven yeah, or something short, like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he um, Mel, he's like Mel Gibson and Mark Driscoll, and the short man <laughs> has to uh, overachiever person. I can't help. Okay, I think y'all, I think y'all agree with me, but Mel Gibson's had some crazy things happen and whatever. Like yeah. what? Say some of the words. <laughs> like yeah, what? say some of the words. Well, that you know, saying, when I say, you say Tom across. Cruise, what what happened? I don't know. Mel Gibson, bingo! You know exactly. Bingo. What, yeah. He's like, what do you mean? You I lots of stuff. I can't help but like him. I always like him. That's and I just what can't actors' help it. job is. That's what celebrities' job is: is to be likable, regardless. Yeah, that's but what he knows a lot of people. Are. That's what pastors' jobs are: is to be likable despite who they are. But what I'm saying is, he also knows that a bunch of people are mad at him and don't like him. Says he's racist or say, whatever right but he just I, I can't help it he makes great movies and he's a good actor and he's a great director i just can't help it i just you like should his be art. able to separate until you get all the way to bill cosby r kelly territory in sure. my opinion for the uh, mel gibson can be an asshole 
actually for real, like you know for sure somebody you never want to have a relationship or have him with your be involved with some a loved one, <laughs> but yet like their movie, and then there's some point where it's really hard to overcome it if it's R. Kelly or whatever or Bill Cosby. I think, I think the music is a little easier than like comedy, Probably. like somebody just talking. Like you could never well, watch acting it. though on the screen, connecting with yeah. them, their giant like, face. That's what I'm saying. To like Kevin Spacey, how do you feel? Well, Kevin, I mean, compared, but I'm saying to, all the way to Bill Cosby. Yeah. yeah, like if Bill Cosby came and did an acting role on the big screen, and you went and sat, like if somehow it happened, and you thought it was the best movie, it was going to be a great movie. Right? Could you pull? Could you not be bumped by the fact that you're empathizing deeply with bill cosby in this set would that would you be able to do it yeah i mean if he played a bad guy you actually would be able to do it though right kind of <laughs> right yeah. you know what i'm saying but it depends on how like can the illusion work or it can't at some point i don't know think about how strong nostalgia is because if if bill cosby right now came on the screen like you're watching a show or something and he came on and he did the jello pudding pop face, you know, the, yeah. you would instantly go back. Pop. You would but go it'd be back. a complex experience you'd be it'd having. It would be very weird. Like, it would oh, not be a pure that's experience. Him. Right. And then yeah. you would think, oh no, right. he's a bad person. I can't like this, but you would you would like it. So what if after he dies and AI generates him as the protagonist in a film where he is the most empathetic, best hero, best person ever, even as an old man, and it generates it? You know, he's not even there. He didn't get any money from it, nothing. But you just like, could you get over it? Would it be, would it, is it just ruin the, or how creepy would it be to like do that on purpose? Like just to make a real weird movie, yeah. like <laughs> just to make people feel real weird. <laughs> this, that makes me think of a kind of crazy, kind of fucked up question. I'm going to ask okay. it. Just bring it. I, don't, I just don't. If I'm it's fucked to. up, don't ask it. Listen, okay, so in in the case of somebody like Bill Cosby, um, which life is actually, which which of his lives, characters, people, is actually more valuable? Rephrase. Is it his real, is it his real self who was a bad guy who did bad things? And I'm not discrediting those women's experiences is terrible. But I am saying, you know how much value, like we've talked about this net positive sort of thing before. Mm -hmm. You know how much value he brought as Cliff Huxtable. Oh, man. As it a dad. It meant a lot to me. Like, I mean, like how he influenced people and how they parent or how they, you know, interact with their kids or their families. And right. I know it's fake, but I'm saying that is a real character personality to the world you know what I'm are saying? you asking the net positive question is that well, sort of it's related to the net positive well, what is your question could you say your question again well what's more valuable the, words. the, the what real bill cause what's more what's, valuable how, what's value about the real one that's what i'm saying nothing the, okay the real so one's the bad the, the the fictional one's good no 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 i'm saying yeah i know the real one's bad but i'm saying if if someone like him has those two identities does it matter? 
that the real one is bad. I still don't understand. Does it matter I mean, that the real Ch- one is bad? That's Chappelle what I'm asking. covered it in that bit he did about y'all. Remember that that he raped he the save and he saves more than he rapes. Oh yeah, yeah. Remember right. That? That's it the was, net positive superhero sort of yeah. thing. Yes. Right. So like he it's, had, a, it's a really good question. I mean, it's a really important but, question. Because and I mean, you, we talked about this with Michael Jackson, Bill Cosby. I mean, you know, I mean, is is what they brought to the world worth more than what they took? If you boil it all the way down, it's just you get to the general question, do the ends justify the means is the ultimate. Man, everybody knows they do, actually, depending on how you frame what's important. And then you get into the question, I guess, necessary evil as a category, right? Yeah. Like, what if one is worth, like, what if they go together, like Scientology and good acting or anything raping and saving like whatever that Chappelle joke is. I mean, that's trying to get at the question of, or what Mark Driscoll did to reach out, you know what I mean? But if the thing comes out to be false or the thing wasn't important after all, that's real bad that what you did, it wasn't a necessary evil, but a necessary evil as well. You do have to, you know, do you have to go along with something enough just to, you have to do the, there are necessary evils that, make some stuff justifiable everybody knows that in their own life so when you see the extreme of it you want to say the ends don't justify the means but doesn't it just depend on what the ends really are and how like how do how do you do it Devin's just saying he does not want to live in a world without world war ii movies (laughs) (laughs) i'm just saying it's hard imagine oh it's hard to that balance is just a little tricky. That's all I'm saying. Right. I mean, I'm not saying you have to be bad in order to be valuable in, a, in another way, but you know, in in some way to be that famous, like Michael Jackson and Bill Cosby, there are extreme consequences. Uh, but is that, that similar to a it. Catholic priest? Like it's like, yeah, I got. I mean, I can't help it, but I do so much. Like, isn't aren't they tied together? Aren't they the, the aren't they? Doesn't that balance like isn't the fact that it attempts to balance at least what's going on as a description like the did cliff huxtable really need to do a lot of social good because of what cliff bill cosby was is what i'm suggesting he bill cosby needed to do a lot of good like a pastor that's what i'm saying i'm just saying he he on some level understands he's a monster. So let's aim for net positive. I'm a fucking monster, but I got, I have to do yeah. good balance it out. And he yeah. did. Yeah. I'm not saying it did. I don't know that there's a measure of that. I'm just saying his human motivation. I do believe wasn't random that Cliff Hustable isn't some character somebody wrote. And he's like, yeah, sure. I'll read whatever. That's who he needed to be. He wrote that character. He right. always was doing that. he, he met with um, that was I talked to KJ five two the rapper that met him one time yeah. and told stories about him. And all he was like was this, like he was like the da- he would do that same stuff and try to be a positive impact and be like wow. father of, like he would do stuff really really weird like that and hold people to high standards and stuff like that like with most of his time like that's what he was like, that's crazy. like a pastor is I'm just saying that but yeah. You know the 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 book, the Scarlet Letter, had the guy in there that impregnated the, you know, the lady in there was a, a pastor, or whatever. And he would hit himself and do be a pastor, or whatever. You know what I mean? It's like that's just the classic 
thing, right. I guess. You try to make up for what. Don't you in that the how it works? Yes. So the worse right. you do, maybe then you have more motivation to do good. Is that weird? <laughs> yes. It's like Very if you weird. got in big debt and felt like I've done a lot of bad, well, you might fit, be fixing to do a lot of good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Isn't that weird? Well, one thing real quick, if we can move on, but I want, have y'all ever seen any of the videos and heard the stories about Steven Seagal on set and stuff? No. You know, he's not like, I mean, the funny thing is he's not like an A-list guy. He was a cheesy, you know, karate or whatever, his jujitsu guy. Um, and anyway, I've heard cr- crazy stories recently. I, I guess on TikTok I saw some. But he is unbelievably difficult to work with. And so there's some stories. One, the first one, I'll read a couple of these from the article. Um, he it was with he was working with. Uh, Wait, is Devin doing a damn news story? Or is this well, no, it's not damn news. What the fuck is happening? What the fuck is happening? Right? I'm just wanting to read a little bit from this, an article. I'll, I'll about say, so it's yeah. news. My IP? You're reading news. My fucking IP here. Can can I ask permission to? To read a little bit. Well, I was gonna do the damn news in just a he little has bit. Apparently, reporters, you just send it to him. I can. You want me to send it to you? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't want you to send. Well, it. Well, the re- send the it reason I looked it up is because we were talking about Tom yeah. Cruise being difficult to work with. Potentially, it just triggered my memory. I'm sorry. No, no disrespect. This Bullshit. right in front of my face. So he Good was Lord, working the with balls on this one. <laughs> he was working with uh, what's it? Leguizamo. What's his first name? John. John Leguizamo. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he said, and he goes, he walks. He was on the. He walked on set with Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal. And this is I'm quoting. Steven Seagal said, "I'm in command. What I say is law." <laughs> to John Leguizamo. <laughs> what and I say is Leguizamo law. Leguizamo found that to be hilarious. Holy and shit! Started laughing and saying something. And he and he said he slammed me with an Aikido elbow against a brick wall and knocked the air out of me. I dropped to the ground. All I could say was, "Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Good God!" So that happened, John Leguizamo. That's worse. Like, that's more yeah. physical assault than uh, it's Will actual Smith. physical assault. Yeah, right. To another yeah. actor is just the next on thing. Set. The next thing is apparently he worked with Sean Connery on a movie. Never say never again or something. I don't know. I don't know the movie. <clears throat> but he brought in a fight choreographer. But after he lost his cool, oh, he was brought in. I'm sorry. He was brought in as a fight choreographer for that movie. Yeah. Um, and he lost his temper with Sean Connery and broke his <laughs> wrist. What? Good broke God. his wrist. So that was another one. <laughs> he goes, um, Let's see. He, somebody, oh, oh, Arrested Development star, Portia De Rossi, is that her name? Yeah. Yeah. Um, she was doing a, an audition with Steven Seagal. She said, during an interview, he, quote, told me how important it was to have chemistry off screen. He sat me down, unzipped his leather pants. I ran out and called my agent. Wow. That happened to her. And then one more, Jenny McCarthy says she had an unpleasant encounter with the disgraced actor. Uh, this is a quote from Jenny McCarthy I was wearing this very baggy dress which I always wear to auditions with my hair pulled back I'm listening to him go on and on about how he found his soul in Asia and is one with himself and whatever when I said well I'm ready to read he said stand up you have you have to be 
kind of sexy in the movie and in that dress i can't tell i stand up and he goes take off your dress i said what he said there's nudity i said no there's not or i wouldn't be here right now he said again there's nudity and i said the pages are right in front of me there is no nudity he goes take off your dress (laughs) i just started crying and said rent rent my playboy video you asshole and she ran out so he's just i think he's just a terrible bully but but here's what sucks about that is he gets that way because it worked on some at some point on somebody you intimidated him him or or he did break somebody's wrist or he did you're not gonna fight him yeah i mean yeah you gotta stop him somebody's gotta stop him i mean like you know what i mean people don't want to nobody wants to be that one a dummy though like that when he <laughs> runs in those movies he doesn't know how to run it's unbelievable he doesn't run it's it, the, his running is just the weirdest thing in the whole world and have you bizarre. seen the tiktok or videos of him doing the fighting uh things? yeah where he, like, I mean, touches he barely somebody? touches a person they do and they like, fall over flips over the he has a mat. massive belly now i mean yeah, huge looks like a beer drink you know he's like a full-time resident of in Russia, and some good friends of Putin. <laughs> like that's true. Like that's he crazy. is over there. Like, they, but so it, still was, nothing on Tom Cruise though. No, nothing. Else. Tom, I mean, also, does Tom Cruise have even anything as bad as Matt Chandler? Oh my God, Matt Chandler thing. <laughs> uh, let, let's talk about Matt Chandler. Well, I, I, did, I did have one more thing to say though. It, the funny, I saw the funniest picture. It says. Uh, Ahmad Rashad had the two worst groomsmen ever in a wedding. You know, Ahmad Rashad was married to uh, Felicia, Felicia Rashad, yeah, yeah. Who, who was uh, Bill Cosby's wife on Claire Huxtable. Claire, Claire, Claire right? Huxtable, yeah. So at Ahmad and Felicia's wedding, the two groomsmen are Bill Cosby, because she knows him, and O.J. Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> Ahmad Rashad's groomsman was Bill Cosby and O.J. Simpson. Is that true? I mean, is it was a picture really with them. I mean, maybe That's somebody unbelievable. Put the, maybe that maybe it's fake. Maybe the picture's fake or whatever. But the picture looked real Still to funny. me. I guess I probably should have uh, fixed it. But I was like, whoa, that's wild. It just it looked like an old, a younger Bill Cosby and a younger O.J. Simpson. It's crazy. You know, black. It was like a black and white picture. But anyway, yeah, the Matt Chandler thing's wild. He's in trouble now because. He, did y'all hear about it, Devin Lunsford, at all? I, I'm reading I did. about it right now. But maybe I, maybe tell everybody who Matt Chandler is if they don't Matt know. Matt Chandler, the Vineyard Church does. in Texas, a big church. It was part of the Acts 29 network. That, you know, he stood up back in the day against Driscoll, and he's he's like the guy that's supposed to be really legit, you know, uh, really a good pastor. He's never on Preacher with Sneakers. He's not one of those guys. You know what I mean? He's not like a cool I knew we should have stayed bad Christian. Had, I know it. I know it. <laughs> Uh, he had a severe brain tumor. Thought he was gonna die. Remember that? He's all he's bald and weak looking. Everybody, I mean, he's gone through a lot. But apparently, he. So this is how the story. You can you can listen to the service where it happens. But he comes up on stage and he goes, uh, "Yeah, the audio of it is yeah. is available. Yeah, it is. It is. And it's it's a. Here's what I think. It sounds it's a master class in how to." Say something, but not say something, but really seem like you're saying something it's, and be real emotional. It's the best. It's you're the not really level. telling people because the, top, in, top in his word, the, if, if you listen to it, what you hear is he, uh, he says, alludes to maybe an, 
it doesn't even say inappropriate on that. I think he says like let his guard down or was too he didn't familial. Say anything. He didn't he admit unwise. Shit. Yeah, he said it was just unwise with his time. And he said his wife knew about the text messages or the DMs, whatever it was. And his her the lady he was DMing her husband knew about them. And he said it was not sexual. And he said he didn't even realize anything was wrong. But then her the the lady he was DMing's like friend came up to him in the lobby after a sermon and said, hey. The way you're texting her, writing her, something's wrong or whatever. He didn't. He still didn't say exactly. He said she was concerned or something. He said he immediately she, went to the elders, to his wife, everything, and uh, and he, he agrees with them that he should step down and not be a distraction. And you know, but it's bizarre because he didn't see anything wrong. Nobody saw anything, but he has to step down. He and has somebody, an Instagram DM message going with somebody to the point here in Dallas at the biggest church, whatever that somebody's best friend comes up to him and confronts him in the foyer of the church about this relationship through DMS with her friend. And he is then removed by the elders quickly from the church. Yeah. And he didn't admit, it says it's not sexual and it's not romantic. Okay, there's your puzzle. Yeah, and so he didn't some, admit to some, yeah. in doing anything Nothing. wrong at all, and other he did than not, something he didn't like apologize to the lady or the lady that confronted him. Like you know that yeah, and he just said it was a, maybe it was a sign of unhealth in him. But still, what are we talking about? We still don't know. Right. What does that and mean? it was maybe something of the, it was uh, joking. They weren't. Jo- it was like joking. It was a type yeah. of joking. Maybe they shouldn't have been doing. Like okay, there's your puzzle. Joking or. Maybe he was just like going off on church members or church staff. Maybe, you know, like maybe he might have been saying pretty shitty things that he shouldn't be saying about people. What church, church would do that, though? They wouldn't no. do, they wouldn't, that is not the kind of thing for which you do this. Yeah, the, the elders would say, you they would step down not for a while. do that. Yeah, if it was innocent, I don't even think they'd have brought it up in front of everybody. I think well, they would have maybe innocent, met with the, the ladies and her husband and stuff, but the level of scandal it is for them. Yeah. They would not do that. They'd say, hey, we're going to handle this internally. We're going to like, you're not going to do this anymore. You're going to talk to this pe- people. We're going to like, right. I mean, you. we're going to restore your he- health of your, whatever right. they would do. It wouldn't be this. Right. They wouldn't be this. It's not that that's, anyway, I don't, I mean, I'm saying this, I'm not, I have no idea what it could be, but it's not like, yeah, dude, you were of course joking. That's not cool. <laughs> Let's blow this whole thing up. That's not what it is. Yeah, it can't be that. It can't be think. that. I don't. I'm just saying what it was like. He was joking yeah. about what, like, and then it's going to all be quiet. But I mean, but I don't know if, if anything will come. Not, I have no what idea. Is what it is it if it's not sexual or romantic? I don't, I don't think know. he's I mean, it could lying be about crazy. that. It could be something really crazy that just makes no sense or be. I don't know. But it's whatever it is. Right. It's bad enough to do this. It's not. Yeah, that's weird. Some. It's yep. not just the board's. Uh, the board of directors' morality, just like. We yeah. just want to, I mean, it just doesn't make sense. It, you, it, it, There's no way it just makes sense as is. So it's the ultimate, it's a ultimate spin job communication as masterclass, yeah. like you said, as you've ever heard. I'm not saying, I have. I don't even have a guess of what it is or anything. I'm just saying the way they've worded all this, everybody needs right. to wake up and just listen to the puzzle I'm describing and you figure out, I don't know what it is either, but you can't accept what they said as a coherent Thing just because he communicated it emotionally, yeah. 
and didn't admit to anything, and he's stepping down from what? Yeah, I, I mean, it, 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 it is just really strange. I mean, it's just, and it's interesting if it's not sexual or romantic, same with Driscoll, which, by the way, Chandler was back on stage sharing a stage with him at a conference with Driscoll. They must have made up on some on some level, but I mean, I'm I'm trying to read like, yeah, he, everything he says it doesn't even matter if I read it because it doesn't mean anything. No, none nothing, of it means anything. There's nothing to even like say. I mean, it's like the way. It's just, and you know, the worst part when he said was he says, "I don't know if it's the pace I've been running here the last it, few it's years." It's all super is, loaded, yeah, and, and you know what that means. He's doing it for you, congregation. Yeah, the pace I've been running is for you, man. I've been working my ass got, off because I, I believe it. Yeah. Yeah, standing ovation, though. Yeah, standing ovation. It's unbelievable. For, for losing his job. I mean, and he not should, admitting to doing it for any reason. He should, of course, run for president. I mean, oh, he's better yeah. than that. You oh. know, the, um, the, um, the Mars Hill creative team was at some point like. I mean, I think that they were just doing stuff on such high levels of communication that other people, you know, the political realms and everything were like taking notice and like, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, I do think that, because my belief is that charismatic uh, evangelicals, preachers are about the most, that is like the most talent possible in like that skill. Don't you think? Like that's the farm system that we come from and it is the most skilled at like charisma and spin and like all that stuff. And you know, in that crazy way where it's like, it's the best and they use Jesus and it's the most, but it's just like the most powerful. It's like almost a propaganda feel to it. Yeah. Right. Like they're the best at it because it's like a propaganda machine with charisma and it's just, and for the best purpose, like of all like God and Jesus and everything. So it's just like, really the highest levels of like Mac Chandler is the best at this thing. Yeah. He's what, I mean, he is elite outrageous at whatever this is that he's doing right now. I mean, he said he used language. Uh, uh, he did not use language appropriate for a pastor and he did not model behavior that we expect from him is what they said. And their and the elders said, so I don't, standing ovation I know. <laughs> turns out is what happens if you, he walked out like when he walked out yeah. so bad. Yeah. Well, the thing he said that was funny was the very first thing he said was, I'm going to be your pastor for the next 20 years. But, you know, it's like he's not even it anything. Unbelievable. And, and what's he going to do? Go to workshops? <laughs> what's he going to go sit in a <laughs> class to learn about, you know, sexual conduct? What is it? Come on. What's he gonna? You know what? What's this? What, what does he do when he steps away? He still gets paid. I mean, the tides are still gonna go to him. I mean, he probably might even have a couple of speaking conferences that he just can't get out of. You know what I mean? Like it's, this is well, you know, to, for them to say. And you know what else they'll say later? You'll hear if if it, if this works, which it right. might. It might. <laughs> it you know will. what I'm saying? Like either something else will come out, or this will just work, and it'll right. nobody else talk about it after today. But um. They'll say that's one of the things that they're most proud of, actually. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's what they'll say because because <laughs> yep. look at all the other scandals in evangelicalism that, and, right. and tried and true, but this leadership and this board and this culture of a village yep. church is actually one of the things we're most proud of. In fact, is what they'll say. I promise you, they'll say that. <laughs> that's so funny. 
Do you know uh, what I mean? It's yeah. like they'll just they'll just turn it right. You go, yeah, but you had that one. It, yeah, that's actually what we're most proud of, the way right. we handled. You know, that's just that's how the <laughs> rhetoric would go. Right. I mean, it's, well, since we're already doing news, you uh, might as well. I got one more uh, news roll. story that'll roll with this anyway. You know, uh, so Brian Houston. Uh, this comes from Christian ChristianPost dot com. Brian Houston returns to the pulpit and says, "There's so much more in me." Hillsong founder Brian Houston, who resigned as a global senior pastor in March after the church revealed that two women made serious complaints of misconduct against him in the last 10 years, insisted in what appeared to be his first pulpit appearance since the resignation, and he said that God doesn't write people off as men do and that he still has so much more, even at the age of 68. Uh, Isn't that crazy? Legacy is just a commitment. It's just a commitment that you're going to live according to God's purpose of your life. Uh, when purpose and destiny and legacy collide, it's just like a combustible force. When we attach our lives to God's purpose, it creates legacy. It's the most wonderful way we can live our lives. I mean, it just, he says, my mistakes, my failings, my failures here, my brokenness over there, the fact that I got ripped off here, I was, uh, I was offended over there. I mean, it just... He's talking about his leg. This is just crazy. I mean, he just stepped down, and they're letting this sixty-eight-year-old man back into power, and it's just—it's sick. Doesn't it just seem crazy that yeah. the the amount of need that they have for something? Yeah. yeah. What did what? You can just have money and do other stuff or anything. You you know what I mean? You still have all. Yeah, everybody yeah. still thinks you're great. That knows you. Uh, what is the? What right. do you need to do so bad over here? Yeah. out there what is that they like i mean they need to be needed like that's what they need pastors just need it especially that status yeah like you it's, have to i mean i'm not saying you really have something else to make up for but you f- at least feel like you do right right like maybe he that's the worst things he ever did we all know about it. it's not that crazy but he must still feel like he needs to do a giant amount <laughs> i mean what yeah. just uh I mean, no pa- is any pastor anything? I mean, it, it, it seems like you should tell everybody not to trust them, right? Like, don't they seem like not good? Like, what's a, what's, yeah. I, I just can't take it anymore. What, what are we doing? You can just do it now. And I'm a proponent. I'm a proponent of your mistakes, not ruining every like you there's no I, I believe in redemption right like like with sports with athletes you know that do some fucked up things i believe man it it does suck that their whole livelihood the job that they have the way that they pay their bills for their family you know it's not just them and you know but people fuck up but i mean pastors the exact point of their job is to not do what they all fucking do right like their a football player's job is to hit people. You hurt them, break the leg. So you can understand on some level them being violent, or you know CTE affected, or so, you know what I mean. But their job isn't to not hit people. Imagine if a football player's job was to not hit people, and that's what they did. That's what a pastor does. A pastor's job is to not do the bad things that they are saying that they are only doing. <laughs> <laughs> Right, more than even regular people, like well, way I, more. They get laid. They they get so much pussy. 
Well, is that I what they're doing? That's, I mean, that what are they doing? Biblically, Ridiculous. or you know, I think Jesus would. Jesus said, "Don't pursue this. Like, don't pursue it. It's hard, and you won't. It's not good. You won't like it." But then somewhere along the way, some people get started getting a taste. Yeah. You start getting a taste of That's it. Somewhere along the way, must have happened generation one. Yeah. <laughs> right? If Je- yeah. Jesus is something, I, that's what I think. And then after right. that, way down. Yeah. <laughs> Real fast, talking about yeah. generation one disciples immediately fuck it up. My God. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? They just immediately go, okay, so it's, uh, and they start going somewhere. Well, don't you, I mean, I, I think Instead of just doing, staying, to, doing what they, whatever it was they were doing. Yeah, when right. Jesus was gone, they said, "Okay, so now we gotta do a bunch of stuff." Here's right. what it is. But don't you have to blame just people too? I mean, you have to blame people. They put pastors in no, the position. Right. I agree. They that's just what I'm do that. I mean, it's that's just what we naturally do. We want somebody to, to listen power. to to tell right, us what we're supposed to they, do. But and we have the, this. This is the be- the people in that are doing this. But I'm not saying every pastor is bad, but no, I'm, I'm saying that's the therefore the most ripe place for someone to have an awareness of how to lean into that for like that. The people, right? It's it, you know, it's a very hard to resist thing for people who understand the need yeah. for it and the, the demand for it. Some people understand the demand for it, and it's just this opportunity that they can't not get involved with yeah lunsford is the mormon what do you what do they call mormon pastors what are the they have a special name i don't know i haven't looked into or is it just pastor i think they're just pastor but they don't you have should, the same type of charisma pro, they're not charismatic it seems like a money thing uh-huh. though right in mormonism well it's, it's own mormon system centers? but it's just, but, the, yeah, it's a, but you don't know about have mormon this, pastors right yeah you're right you don't hear about crazy Mormon pastors. There's no. Are they not church. like high status? Is the pastor not high status? And is that like? I'm I don't even know what I'm talking it. about. But it's it, like you know what I mean. It's a low. It's not a high status as much. Maybe. It, I mean, it feels like I feel like the difference is with evangelical evangelicals evangelicals. <laughs> it, it's yeah. like Wild West. You just do your own church. You don't need a system, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh you, yeah. You don't have to be part it's of tombstone. Yeah. So. <laughs> Mormonism is like I feel like probably closer to Catholic type thing where they give you po- they post you mm-hmm. you know yeah it's more of a like, distributed network exactly so all the churches look exactly the same mm-hmm. like right. you know they're all the same design yeah. and there's the temples and then the church yeah I know it's less I, about the dude up there yeah. and more just about but also so that's they more did, stable. They did believe that's in, a more of a stable model they did believe in having a bunch of wives though for quite a while. And now that's kind of right. become more of like a sect of it or something like mm-hmm. that. But yeah, I mean, they did. There was some sexual stuff there for sure. Oh, they're called bishops. Or a, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So they de-emphasize that whole thing. I'm just saying that, especially yeah. evangelical, is crazy. But I mean, you know, they've been building systems ever since, and they have different levels of stability, I guess, and innovation I, involved. They're not. But paid it seems either. like. Oh, they're not paid. Not paid. I want to like that. Yeah. Yeah, but I do think there's probably a sense of holiness that they have that's like Catholicism a little bit. They kind of have this feeling of like, you know, you're above, even though you're not, it might not be a status thing. It's like, hello, my son. You know, yeah. there's a, there's a sense of like a father figure, <laughs> you know what I mean? 
<laughs> but like if you I can, guess that's the type of person. Hello, my son. Like, well, you know, what I'm saying? like a, is doing that. Like father, you know, whatever his name is, and you go and confess your sins, and yeah. he says, "Hello, you know, like I forgive you of your sin." I mean, I know that's part of the system, but they ha- they have to have a little bit of that personally, like some kind of special. You know what I mean? They're wearing some kind of special cloak of <laughs> calling destiny. You know what I mean? It's what it feels. But it, evangelicals are just the dumbest, though. It's, it's, oh, liter- yeah. it's literally like they just go, hey, man, that guy speak good. Get him up there. Keep him up there, man. That guy speak good. Right. That, like, pastors don't, there's not even anything that you can just start your Greg Glock can do it's anything amazing, you want. Though. You know what I mean? Like, you, you just can do whatever oh, you want. Greg Locke it's, and Matt Chandler yeah. and Mark not like you have to go through unbelievable. Any, yeah. They just Listen said, People just go. They speak. He speaks really good. Get him. Keep him up there, until eventually he just does something. He's doing stuff the whole time, probably, but you just don't know until eventually the end. And that's Brian Houston guy. They just going to let him come back. Mormon might be the way to go. The bishops don't preach except for once or twice a quarter. Wow. And at church, you just have talks that are given by members of the congregation, women, men, children. It's ten to Mm. fifteen minutes, and they invite you like hey would you yeah. like to speak on faith for 10 you know a theme and yeah. you'll do hmm. two or three That's of those in a church service so there's no celebrity status within would, a church would you and get up there and speak about your I, faith i might should i mean it'd be like, like a stand-up yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we can do stand-up in the morning you, can you, do it, you got a tight what's the deal with mitt romney <laughs> <laughs> bunch of mormons <laughs> all right uh i actually have another couple of uh damn news st- stories so we'll do that on part do which okay. you know on part do if you don't know what part do is well let me uh just go ahead and tell you it is the second half of this podcast we just did half we're gonna do a whole nother half that goes into the emory land uh and the clubbers there the landers there um, they get that. Uh, you can go to emorymusic.com to join. If you're enjoying this podcast, go ahead and just go join. Support us. You get a whole nother hour. It's dope. Um, also, next week, we're going to be in, not next week, but we're headed to, well, it does say next week, but that's not right. It's in two weeks. Um, we're headed to Texas, uh, September 14th, Tulsa, September 15th, Dallas, the 16th, San Antonio, the 17th, Houston, and the September 18th, Austin. Um, it's going to be really good. Uh, we're going to be at Ohio is for Lovers Fest this Saturday, September 10th. Um, not this, not yeah. this Saturday, next Saturday. Um, so, yeah, come see us. We're going to be in Ohio. We're going to be in Texas. I mean, those Texas shows are selling really well, too. So make sure you come because who we're with uh, Norma Jean, O Sleeper, You're Aaron doing Gillespie, and Sweat Crit. Sweat Crit. <laughs> <laughs> Sweat Crit. No. Also, uh, if you if you want to support us in another way, you know, you can head on over to marriagesupply.com. It's the best website ever for adult toys. You know what I'm saying? And like we have curated boxes like our I want you box. You get a lingo, which is a tongue vibrator that you that works very well. You got a two O double pleasure ring from Screaming O, which is a cock ring with vibrators on two sides. So it, it it can hit her, it can tickle the booze, it can do a lot of stuff. It comes with a crea- creative kisses <laughs> game, which is a hundred unique ways to kiss your lover game. It comes with edible massage oil. Now that sounds good. Edible. Devin, you 
there's nothing more than Devin likes than eating eating around oil. sex. Like if you could say if you could say <laughs> I want to eat is oil. Dude, oil. If, if, if Devin's having sex okay. and eating, that's that is the greatest thing oh. in the whole world. You can't be. You know what I mean? Like if you're just munching on, uh, I mean. And the they great thing is like the food. oil tastes like a milk chocolate milkshake. Yeah, it's just delicious. This is it's it's vanilla. Actually. Devin, what's your favorite food? Oil, oil, <laughs> massage oil. <laughs> it's actually it's massage oil. Uh, also, the box comes with a vibrator and uh, some lube as well. So that's just one of the boxes we have. So go to marriagesupply.com, type in the code uh, all over, and you get ten uh, percent off. So that's kind of cool. Uh, make sure you do join Emory Lamb. Like I said, you get the uh, full extra podcast bonus episode part due. Um, you get access to all this Emory music, and we are trying to wrap up this EP right now that we're going to give to the Emory Land folks. That's a covers EP that is so cool. Chris, our guitar player, sings one of the songs, and it is just it's a mashup. I'm not even going to give it away. It is phenomenal. One of the other perks you get is you get your name read on this podcast. So, um, let's see here. I got the names. You do? Hold on one second, because I got they I'm trying to find let's see what it is. I like putting this at the end here for the P break kinda because even if you want to skip the call to action, you do want to hear the names. You, yeah. That's worth sticking around for. Oh, it is. Well, this one's can really I, good. Go ahead, Devin. Can I read the names in Pig Latin? Sure. Can y'all interpret that? Meaning that they'll yeah. never actually get to hear their name read on no, the No, I'm no. gonna read it in Pig Latin and Matt and we'll, has and to say we have name. To, you yeah. have to and then I'll tell you the code. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then I'll tell you All this right. they they are giving their very first email address that they, they came up very with first back when they email. were okay. a, a dumbass team. Early. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right, here we go. Okay. Athume Isherfay. All right, Matthew, Matthew Fisher. Fisher. Thanks, man. <laughs> yep. Appreciate it, Matthew. Yeah, that's that really cool. Fun. You know what his uh first email was? No. Pussy69 <laughs> at AOL.com. Pussy69. That was it. It's what he said. 69 in there. Yeah. I just knew it. There's a lot of 69s. <laughs> All right. Here's number two. Okay. Got to think about these a little bit. Yep. Jacob a- J. Mm-hmm. Earn K. Jacob a- Kern. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. And his is Clown Boner 69. <laughs> <laughs> At what, Hotmail? Yep. At Hotmail. All right, this is a tough one. I'm going to probably screw it up. Let me, okay, hold on. <clears throat> okay. Alexander A. Alexander <laughs> <laughs> A. Could that be? I love that one. Sesniak say. Oh, shit. <laughs> shit. Say the whole thing again. Hold on, Devin. <laughs> Say it Alexand- fast, like a single name. Come on. Okay. Lex- Alexander A. Yeah. Sesniak say. <laughs> <laughs> say it again. Say that one more time. Alexander A. Zesniak say. <laughs> Zesniak say. I don't know what that one is. It's a tough one. Zesniak it's a tough- it's- say. Zesniak. Yeah. Zesni- yeah. So it- what's the first name? Alexander. Of the second- Alexander Zesniak. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's Funny. correct. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, his is large white woman one two three. <laughs> All right, here we go. <clears throat> That's another tough one. Yep. Dang it. Arius May. Yeah. Eclawi. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Eclawiak way. 
Ekloyak way. Ekloyak way. Ekloyak way. What was the first one again? Arius May. Marius. Marius. Wakloyak. Yes. Wakloyak. Ekloyak way. Wakloyak. Wakloyak. Marius Wakloyak. That's a tough. These are tough. This is a fat boot. Fat Booty Cutie 69. <laughs> Fat Booty Cutie. At right. AOL.com. Well, yep. Was there any other email handles back then? I'm trying AOL. to think of other domains. But uh, at uh, Winthrop.edu. Oh, yeah. The college.edu. <laughs> yeah. All right. Ryan Bay, Greenwood Gay. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan. Oh, Brian. Brian, Brian Greenwood. Greenwood, yeah. All right. Yeah. And his is fuck shit 69420 1988 <laughs> at AOL.com. <laughs> at uh, CompuServe. Yeah. Uh, why, are, why is 69 and 420 always funny to guys? It's just so great. It just means everything. You know what I mean? Just, like, we don't get much. It encapsulates it all. Yeah. It's like just it's who that, a man is. Whatever it feels like to just think just to have that little pleasure you know it feels the same to everybody else when they do yeah. it too so as you feel like you a sh- it's a shared experience because it's like a little add-on that you can just right. throw anywhere and you go yeah it gets you a little zing i mean you know everybody else gets the same little zing out of it <laughs> it works every time it does, yeah. all right let's head to part two